0: Chapter forty two of the mystery of the Ravenspurs by Fred M. White. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter forty two the search. Mrs. May sat out on the lawn before the rose garlanded windows of her sitting room. A Japanese umbrella was over her dainty head, a scented cigarette between her lips. For some time she had been long and earnestly sweeping the sea with a pair of binoculars. She rose at length and made her way down the garden. There was a rugged path at the bottom, terminating in a thicket that overhung the cliffs. Here it would be possible for a dozen men to hide without the slightest chance of being discovered. Nobody ever went there by any chance. Shaded from the house mrs may paused a softened whistle came from her lips and then there came from the ground the dusky form of the man who called himself ben here he salaamed profoundly well the woman demanded impatiently well well indeed my mistress the sham ben here replied calmly It fell out as you arranged. Behold, a puff of wind carried away the masts, and behold, the oars came into fragments. Then the boat began to fill, and now lies bottom upward at the foot of the cliff. But he might have been a powerful swimmer. He was no swimmer at all. I saw everything. It was not possible for him to be picked up? Not possible, my mistress. There was no boat, no sail to be seen. The boat foundered, and there was an end of it. I waited for some time, and I saw no more. Mrs. May nodded carelessly. She might have been receiving the intelligence of the drowning of a refractory puppy. She betrayed neither regret nor satisfaction. Of course, they will guess she said. When they come to examine the boat and the oars, they will see at once that there has been foul play. Once more they will know that the enemy has struck a blow. "'My mistress is all-powerful,' Ben-Hir murmured. "'They will try to trace us once more, Ben-Hir.' The sham Asiatic shrugged his shoulders carelessly. "'And they will fail.' he said. "'They know not the powers arrayed against them.' "'The dogs know not, my gracious mistress. Meanwhile thy slave can see through the bushes that somebody awaits your presence.' Mrs. May glanced in the direction indicated by Ben here. On the lawn, Rupert Ravenspur was standing. The woman smiled. There was the head of the hated house actually seeking out the foe. "'Your eyes are sharper than mine,' she said. "'Well, you have need of them. Meanwhile, you had better discreetly disappear for the time.'" Mrs. May advanced to greet her guest. He bowed with his old-fashioned grace. "'This is an unexpected honor,' the woman said. "'I can claim nothing of the score of politeness or gallantry,' Rupert Ravenspur replied. He was quiet and polished as usual, but there was a look of deep distress on his face. "'I came here not to see you, but in the faint hope of finding my nephew, Geoffrey. I have ascertained that he came to see you sometimes.' "'He has been so good,' Mrs. May murmured. I assure you I appreciate the company of a gentleman in this deserted spot." "'Then he has not been here to-day?' "'I have not had the pleasure of seeing Mr. Jeffrey to-day.'" Ravenspur groaned. He turned his face away, ashamed that a woman should see him in a moment of weakness. Out of the corner of her eye she regarded him. THERE WAS NOT A DROP OF PITY IN HER HEART FOR HIM. I HOPE YOU DON'T ANTICIPATE ANYTHING WRONG, SHE SAID. MR. JEFFREY IS NOT A BOY THAT HE CANNOT... OH, YOU DO NOT UNDERSTAND. IT IS NOT THAT AT ALL. IN ORDINARY CIRCUMSTANCES, I COULD TRUST JEFFREY TO THE END OF THE WORLD. HE IS A GOOD FELLOW, AND CAPABLE OF TAKING CARE OF HIMSELF AND UPHOLDING THE FAMILY HONOR. But others as strong and more cunning have fallen before the dreaded foe until all confidence has left us. I fear much that harm has come to Geoffrey. But surely in the broad daylight Daylight or darkness it is the same. You know nothing of the boy? Nothing, save that he was going fishing today Ravenspur started oh he cried then i shall soon know the worst i am sorry to have troubled you i will go down to the beach the others are searching in all directions nobody will return to the house until we know the lad's fate ravenspur bowed and was gone mrs may smiled after him so the castle was going to be left for the time being "'This is a chance not to be lost,' she murmured. "'The full run of the castle. Fate is playing into my hands with a vengeance.'" Full of the wildest apprehension, Ravenspur made his way to the beach. It was no easy task for a man of his years, but he made light of it as he used to half a century ago. Two fishermen coming up touched their hats. "'Have you been out to the west of Gull Point today?' Ravenspur asked. "'No, sir,' was the reply. "'Not one of us. The mackerel came in from the east, and there were so many we had every bottom afloat. I did hear as Mr. Jeffrey had gone out in the west bay, but I can't say for sure.' Again Ravenspur groaned. No longer had he the least doubt about what had happened. There had been more foul play, and Geoffrey had gone down under the dark waters. The old man's heart was full to bursting, but his grief was for Vera more than for himself. "'I am afraid there has been another one of those tragedies that are so mournfully identified with our name,' he said. "'Wass and Watkins, will you come with me?' The fishermen dropped the brown tangled nets upon their shoulders and followed. They were all tenants, vassals almost, of the Ravenspurs, and ready to do their bidding. The foe would have had a hard time, did he fall into the clutches of these veterans. "'I am going down to search the beach,' Ravenspur explained. "'I know that my nephew went out fishing this afternoon. I shall know his fate soon.' It was some time before anything was found. Was came stumbling over the rocks, and there in a clear pool he saw the boat bottom upward. At the cry of dismay that came from him Watkins hurried up. "'Give a hand with the painter, Bill,' Was said hoarsely. "'There's the boat right enough with a good round hole under the gunwale.' Ravenspur watched in silence he saw the boat beached he saw the hole in her side was pointed to the mast where it had been sawn off poor young gentleman he exclaimed with a hearty outburst of grief and to think that we shall never see him again look at this sir the mast seems to have been sawn off said ravenspur ''Almost off, sir,'' said Watkins. ''Enough to give if a puff of wind came. And that hole has been plugged with soft glue or something of the kind. If I could only lay a hand on him!'' He shook his fist in the air in impotent rage. Tears filled his eyes. Ravenspur stood motionless. He was trying to bring the force of the tragedy home to himself trying to shape words to tell vera without cutting her to the heart he was long past the more violent emotions he turned to wass like a man in a dream go up to the castle he said see my son gordon and bid him come here they must all come down all aid in the search not a word more please go End of chapter 42